0: This is the Friday, May 13th edition. Whoa, Friday the 13th of the Daily Wager Podcast. We're going to set you up in 10 minutes or less with everything you need to know heading into this weekend's slate of games. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. It's Tyler Foljam and Anita Marks with you. And yeah, I didn't realize, Anita, it is Friday the 13th. So maybe some. Spooky and scary things will be happening tonight on the uh, NHL, NBA, big league slate. We know it was spooky and scary for Philadelphia 76ers fans last night as they just got hammered by the Miami Heat. Their season comes to an end. Um, I know you got to play some golf the last couple of days, so I know your main pollen may have gotten to you here uh, while you've been on the golf course. But hey, I'll take getting sick. By trading that for a few uh, hacks at the old golf ball, how are you feeling today, Anita? Yeah,
1: I feel better than I sound. So <laughs> that's, that's that's the that's I guess that's a good thing, right? Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm up here. See, so, you know, I don't I don't I don't live the Tyler life where <laughs> you know, I get to play golf every day in Vegas. Uh, the temperature, the weather is just changing here in New York. So uh, Wednesday was my first day out. And I played a nine-hole, co- nine-hole course here in Jersey City. I did okay. And then yesterday, I went and played an 18-hole course. I shot an 83. Oh, someone's ready. Someone's ready to tee it up out here in Vegas. But I'm paying the price today. Hey. The, pollen, the pollen got to me. And this is what I sound like. And I know we've got a bet show coming your way at 4 Yes, o'clock. we do. Just be ready for this, baby.
0: <laughs> well, hey, an 83, my word, for just, what, your second or third round out this year, I think I'm in trouble when you're out here, young lady. So well done on the 83. I hope you won some money, whoever you're playing with on the course. We can help our listeners right now hopefully win some money tonight and this evening. Let's dive into the NBA slate. Game six in Milwaukee, chance for the Bucks to close it out against the Celtics. They are a one and a half point home favorite. Total of two twelve. What's your playing in on this one?
1: You know I've been riding the Celtics team all all second half of the season, Tyler. I can't bet against them. <laughs> I can't do it. So I'm going to take the under at two twelve. Um, the under has hit fifty seven percent of the time in game sixes in the postseason in the NBA. Boston facing elimination. I think they go back to their bread and and butter and what what got them here. And that's good defense. Also, Robert Williams is expected back tonight. I think that's going to be key. Also, this has been a grueling series, man. Both these teams, these dudes, they are tired. They are beat up. It's been physical. So I, I think the play here is the under. Also in prop bets, I'm going holiday over five and a half rebounds and over one and a half steals. Um, he has hit that over five rebounds in four of his last five games. And he's also hit that over one and a half steals in four of his last five games. He's really been a big key to uh, the buck success, especially with Middleton out.
0: Yeah. I like you. I'm a believer that this is a, a seven game series. So if we're going to get to a seventh game, that means Boston's got to win. So if I had to play a side, I'd, Uh, take Boston plus a point and a half. I'd play them on the money line. I I said, when the series got started, it was the most evenly matched of any of these series we've had in the second round. And I thought it would be a seven game series. So like you, now that we're at a uh, game six and Boston's down, uh, logic says they got to win this game and they, they easily could have won game. Game five, like all these games have been pretty close and pretty evenly matched. So I don't think it's going out on a limb at all to think Boston can win on the road like they did earlier in the series uh, to not end up at two games apiece going back to Boston. So I'll take Boston again, lean. Um, You know, because again, it is a coin flip series. Of course, Milwaukee can win this game. That wouldn't shock me at all in any way, shape or form. What I am most comfortable playing in this game, however, is a Giannis prop that's been a banger the last three games. Giannis over 46 and a half points and rebounds, minus 120 is the price on that over his last three games, games five games, four and games three of this series. Giannis is averaging 38.7 points per game and 13.7 rebounds per game. So that right there is 52 plus uh, rebounds and points. Uh, He's cleared this threshold of 46 and a half. Uh, in each of those three games, he's had two 40-point performances. So he his baseline is almost 40 points. And, of course, we know uh, he's going to crash the glass and give you double-digit rebounds unless he's in foul trouble or, heaven forbid, unless he gets hurt. Um, we should see 40 minutes. He's played 40-plus minutes in each of the last two games with this opportunity to close the Celtics out. I think we're going to see 40 minutes from Giannis. If he's on the floor that much, the points and the rebounds, they will be a-coming. So that's the way I'm most comfortably betting game six tonight in Milwaukee. Let's move to another game six. Memphis going back to Golden State after absolutely embarrassing the Golden State Warriors in game five. I mean, Anita, I am trying to think of a playoff performance in any sport in my lifetime that was as embarrassing as what happened to the Golden State Warriors in Memphis for game five no John ja Moran. I know you're on the road, but my word, they got absolutely demolished in that game. It was like a 50 point game going into the fourth quarter. And then of course Memphis lit off the gas and the warriors, uh, cosmetically made it a 39 point loss, but I mean, unbelievable. So, I don't know how much that's going to factor into your handicapping for Game Six—that recency bias—but the Warriors, after getting waxed by 39, come back home and they're an eight-point home favorite. Total of 218 and a half. How are you going to play this one?
1: I got a lot of plays in this game. Uh, first and foremost, you know what? Give me the Grizzlies and the eight. Dare I question whether or not this is a better Grizzlies team without Morant? They just might be in regard to all their role players. Now, I've got the Warriors winning. But I think they keep it close here. Also, I like the over at 218 and a half. You know, you talk about embarrassing. It, at one point in time, they were up 50, 50 points. They were up 55 points, Tyler. Ridiculous. You know, what's happening is the Warriors, they're, they're really lax with the ball, and they have too many turnovers, and it's, it, it's equating in the Grizzlies' fast break points. Also, the Grizzlies' third fastest NBA team in transmission in in transition and then of course you've got curry and clay who as we know any given night both or either of them could go off from behind the arc so i really like the over here and again i'm playing the grizzlies because i really am questioning um you know the slew of characters that i'm going to get into in a minute um and and what that makeup and how different that grizzlies team is without morant on the court. could they potentially be better now prop bets i'm playing Uh, Jaron Jackson, over uh, 15 and a half points, also over one and a half blocks. As we know, he's athletic. He's long. He's averaging 21 points a game with no Morant. And he's also, he's he's hit that over one and a half blocks in three of the last five games. As we know, Adams, back healthy, out of protocol, over nine and a half rebounds. He's a monster on the board. I, I just don't get it. Like, Draymond Green, to me, is such a badass, but for whatever reason, Adams. And he's dominating not just defensive rebounds, but offensive rebounds as well. He has 14 in his last two games per game. And then I like Jones over five and a half assists. Listen, he would be a point guard on a starting point guard on any other team. The reason he's not on this is because of Morant. With Morant out, um, he's averaging almost nine assists a game. So if I could get it at five and a half, I don't know, Tyler, that might be my best bet tonight. And last but not least, Baines, over two-and-a-half three-pointers. He was dealing with the back issue earlier on in, this, in, in the series. If you recall on Daily Wager, I was playing that under. Boy, did I get burned. That back, that back injury, whatever the back issue is, that is way behind him. And they're going to need him in his three-point shooting in order to stay close or potentially beat the Warriors tonight. So I'm going over two-and-a-half. He's hit the over two-and-a-half in three of his last fourth games since he's been healthier. So a lot of prop bets there on the grizzly side.
0: All right, I'm going to, um, I, I think Zig maybe when everyone else is and I think a lot of people are looking at Memphis as live in this game, in this series, and I completely understand that. I'm going to go back to a bet I've pretty much made in every game uh, so far this series, and it is three and two. Um, and that's the Warriors' second half spread. I think the Warriors, uh, which right now lay in two and a half in the second half, Um, obviously are having fits with this different Grizzlies lineup, having Tyus Jones uh, and Steven Adams back in the rotation and Morant out. Um, It's a bigger, stronger, more physical uh, Grizzlies lineup. And they've absolutely, like you said, hammered them on the boards. Uh, The Warriors, though, are a much different team at home. That that, that just can't be ignored. This is a team that uh, has uh, a different gear when they play in front of their home fans at Chase Center. So um, although they were able to make um, game four a very close one, Uh, at home, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies were able to make it very close, pardon me, on the road at Chase Center in game four before Golden State ultimately pulled away late in the fourth quarter. I think the Warriors are going to come back home in this game, be completely embarrassed as they should by what happened in game five and give a very focused and intense effort for 48 minutes. Now I respect the Grizzlies enough to think they can keep this close for the first, quarter to maybe even three quarters. But ultimately, when we get down to crunch time in that fourth quarter, I am going to rely on the years of data that suggests that Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Steve Curry, if he, or Steve Kerr, pardon me, if he's on the bench, um, you know, Jordan Poole, Andre Iguodala, all these veterans, that they will know how to close out a, a Grizzlies team that is here for the first time and is playing with house money. So maybe that's foolish, but uh, it, outside of the game five outlier, Um, the Golden State Warriors had outscored the Memphis Grizzlies by 36 points in the second half, nine per game in games one through four. Uh, So I think they're going to return to that dominance, especially being back at home and having the taste of that embarrassing performance in their mouth. I'm going to lay the two and a half in the second half. The Warriors ultimately pull away, win the game, and close out the series in the second half. So that's the way I'm looking at that. No player props there. Hard to figure out where it's coming from on the warrior side. I do like what you're putting down on the Memphis side. I think you've picked up on some really good trends there. Now that Taylor Jenkins rotation has kind of changed a little bit. Sans John Morant. Meanwhile, On the ice, we have a few more games to look at and some big news, actually, um, very important news in the Rangers-Penguins series. Now, the Penguins lead that series 3-2. to They're at home tonight with an opportunity to close it out. But uh, Sidney Crosby is out tonight. We have just learned early Friday morning with an upper body injury. So despite being on the road, Anita, the New York Rangers are a minus-125 road favorite to force a Game 7 total of 6 um, uh, at Caesars right now. Uh, I know you're there in New York. This has got to be a great opportunity for them with no Sid the Kid. And I know they're kind of trying to figure out their goaltending situation as well. Do you think the Rangers can prevail on the road and uh, bring a game seven back to Madison Square Garden?
1: I, I do. I, I mean, you know, the, really all the talk here in New York when it comes to the series and the Rangers is how great Sidney Crosby has been. You know, uh, whether, you know, it's him assisting goals or, or scoring them. You know, I think, and, and having Greg Wyshynski on my radio show talking about the Rangers at length the last few, few like this past week, um, you know, Crosby, I think, feels like this is uh, this is uh, like his last hurrah with the group of players that are there in Pittsburgh. Um, a lot of free agents heading into next season, a lot of age on that roster. And so he's just he's been giving it 110 percent without him on the ice and the Penguins down to their third string goalie and, and the way that I think the Rangers, we saw the Rangers come, come back in the last game in the, in how, how they played with that much physicality. Um, I, I like the Rangers tonight. I think they I think the Rangers take the series to seven.
0: All right. Uh, two other games that we have tonight, Washington capitals, Uh, At home, trying to extend their series against the Florida Panthers. Panthers up 3-2 against Alex Ovechkin and co. And the Panthers are a minus 175 favorite in uh, that uh, matchup, minus 160 on Caesars. Um, So they are a a prohibitive road favorite to end that series. And then Dallas and Calgary will uh, play a game (laughs) six tonight in Dallas (laughs) Calgary is a minus 160 favorite um, to end that series on the road. So we saw the blues uh, get it done last night. And in that series, uh, we saw uh, we're going to see a a handful of game sevens now uh, in in this second round uh, because what the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning were able to win, the Edmonton Oilers uh, were able to win. So we're going to have some game sevens which are the two best words, um, and, uh, all of sports. And I think no game seven is better than a game seven on the ice in the NHL postseason, uh, with, how, especially if it goes to an overtime. So, uh, those are the, the two other, uh, games that we're looking at as well. If you have interest in those, um, the total in the caps, uh, Panthers six and a half total in Calgary and Dallas is five and a half. Um, so do with that, what you will real quickly, let's get to some baseball. Cause it is a very, uh, big heavy card today with all the games pretty much taking place, um, in the, uh, late, e- late afternoon evening. So you have plenty of time to look at a massive slate, any game or games stand out to you, uh, for what is a busy Friday night on the diamond.
1: Again, I'm in New York. I, I have to ride the Yankees. <laughs> so I'm going team total over four and a half tonight. Uh, they're crushing it. They're 16-2. and two. They're averaging five runs per game in 11 of their last 18 games. And Velasquez on the bump tonight uh, for the White Sox. Just if, if, if you've been watching him pitch, he's just been having a hard time fi- finding that strike zone. So I think he's going to struggle tonight. I, I think the Yankees are going to see some really juicy pitches from him uh, that they're going to go yard. So I'm going Yankees team total over four and a half tonight. You get that at minus 115.
0: Yeah, I do like that. Velasquez is a guy who does have, you know, good stuff, but he can be erratic and put guys on base and really uh, put himself into some jams against a powerful and patient lineup like the Yankees. That is hot right now. I do think that's a bad combination. I like that bet a lot, Anita. I'm going to uh, target another offense that's been very prolific this season, and that's the Los Angeles Angels. Um, They're on the road against the um, Oakland A's and righty starter Dalton Jeffries. I'm going to play the Angels' first five innings over two and a half runs. You can find that on DraftKings at plus 135. So we need three runs from the Angels in the first five at bats. And this is an offense that is maybe the best in all of Major League Baseball against right handed pitching. And Dalton Jeffries is a right handed pitcher that isn't overpowering at all, he doesn't miss bats it's very easy to make contact against Dalton Jeffries. And when the angels make contact against right-handed hitters or right-handed pitchers, pardon me, they do damage. They're first in major league baseball in homers slugging percentage and OPS versus right-handed pitchers this season. And Dalton Jeffries, as I said, is a right-handed pitcher who doesn't overpower you. He has just a 15% K rate. That is very poor in today's baseball standard. So he doesn't miss bats. He's in bad form. Each of his last three starts, he's allowed four or more earned runs. That's 15 earned over his last 14 innings, covering his last three starts. And again, the Angels, mash right-handers, and they, their, their offense travels well. They've been a really good offense at home. They've been a really good, consistent offense on the road. No matter what kind of park they play in, the Angels hit well. They're third in Major League Baseball in road OPS, so I trust Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, you know Jared Walsh, Anthony Rendon heating up a little bit. This is a an offense that we have to take notice of because they've been really, really good this season. So at that plus price of one thirty five plus one thirty five, I need three runs from the Angels in the first five innings on the road tonight against Dalton Jeffries and the Oakland A's. That's my favorite MLB bet of the day. <coughs> That'll do it for this Daily Wager podcast on a Friday. Ten minutes or more of the bets you need. As promised, please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. No Daily Wager today, uh, but Anita and I will be on Bet 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. You know where you can find that, ESPN's uh, YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash ESPN Sports Betting. Go there, subscribe, and you can watch that live or archive if you need to watch later in the day. Or this evening. But we always have fun there and hope to, at some point, catch you on bet this afternoon. Other than that, enjoy your betting weekend and we'll see you back here Monday on the Daily Wage Podcast.